Hello everyone, I'm your host Macy, and welcome back to Icebreakers, a podcast where we discuss ice, immigration, and human rights. Last week we talked about all of the atrocities that are occurring within the walls of the Aurora Ice Detention Facility. In case you missed it, just a little recap, undocumented immigrants are living in conditions that are dangerous for spreading COVID within the facilities. More than a third of the people who died in ICE custody in 2020 tested positive for COVID-19. The Aurora, Colorado Ice Detention Center is creating an environment where they are putting undocumented immigrants at higher risk for infection and infection spread by doing things such as forcing immigrants under the threat of solitary confinement to clean common areas within the center. One of the precautions being taken against the virus within ICE Detention Center is the use of sanitizing chemical sprays which are causing burns, bleeding, respiratory issues, and more to immigrants who do not have proper PPE. A lot of you reached out and asked exactly what could be done, so we invited some social workers on the show today who are going to walk you through exact steps they are currently taking in order to have a successful campaign. The priority issues and goals the campaign focuses on are a long-term goal of getting the COVID infection rate below 5% in the Aurora Detention Center. For a short-term goal, they want to get supplies in the detention center, such as masks, hand sanitizer, soap, safe hand-washing stations, bleach, sanitizing wipes, professional and trained cleaners, and all required PPE. Another short-term goal is to expand testing within the center and have the ability to isolate those who are infected. Social workers Lindsay, Hannah, Carly, Michelle, and Alexandra are going to talk about targets, allies, beneficiaries, how to frame and message, and what tactics and resources are. And lastly, they will discuss how to evaluate the success of a campaign. Hannah, thank you for joining us today. We're glad to have you all here to discuss community campaigns and give us an example of what's working for you. We're happy to be here. Thank you for inviting us. So who exactly has the power to make change in the facility and help your group achieve their goals? So I'm glad you asked. Um, That's a really important part of the community change process. Like you said before, these are the people who have the power to actually change the current climate in this country for immigrants. So it's important that we make ourselves known and seen to these groups of people in order to create an impact. If we start at the top with Joe Biden, he has the power to make overarching and large sweeping changes in how funding is allocated. He can also sign executive orders with little to no oversight. So it's very important to hold the president accountable, even if it seems that he's far away from the detention center in Aurora, which is our main target. When we start to hone in, when we start to hone in on the real targets in changing how the Aurora ICE facility is ran, we should focus on the Aurora City Council and as well as the mayor of Aurora, Mike Kaufman. These are the people who have the ultimate power to change legislation in relation to the facility we're focusing on. So you can think less sweeping changes and more specific and focused changes. As Michelle will mention later, these are the main people we want to take notice of our chosen campaign. Thank you, Hannah. I like the idea of specific and focused change. Lindsay, you're here today to talk about some of the allies within your campaign. I'm guessing it takes a lot of people to influence the mayor and city council. It does take a lot, so it's helpful to use the Spectrum of Allies tool, which helps you identify your active allies, passive allies, neutrals, passive oppositionals, and active oppositionals. Using this tool, we found that our active allies, 
who are already taking action to end privately owned detention centers include those who who are involved in the Abolish ICE movement, including Colorado representatives. Potential active allies that the campaign will reach out to include immigrants, family and friends of immigrants, individuals seeking asylum, and the Colorado People's Alliance. We found that our passive allies might include healthcare workers and non-registered voters who support improving, improving conditions in the Aurora ICE Detention Center, but are not taking action regarding the issue. By engaging them, these groups could be shifted toward the active allies wedge. Our campaign could encourage them to sign a petition, gather their contact information, or bring baked goods to a relevant educational event. Individuals who fail fall into the neutral category include those who are not impacted by the social problem, such as those who do not have any friends or family who are immigrants or those who have not been educated on the conditions of the Aurora ICE Detention Center. In order to shift the neutrals, our campaign will need to educate and expose them to the experiences and living conditions of undocumented immigrants in detention. Doing so will prompt them to start thinking about the social problem and motivate them to take action. Interesting. Thank you, Lindsay, for explaining that. So who all benefits from this campaign? I'm glad we're talking about beneficiaries. After all, they're the reason that we're organizing our campaign. Beneficiaries of our campaign aim to primarily target undocumented immigrants who are detained, have been detained, or may face detainment. Often in American culture, these people are referred to as illegal or aliens, and we seek to restore some of the dignity that ICE has taken away from immigrants. If all goes ideally, these beneficiaries will be the receivers of PPE and sanitary equipment. We hope that overall safety conditions related to COVID follow based on these materials being introduced. How has your campaign empowered these beneficiaries? Empowerment can be difficult based on the population we're working with, as it involves primarily the idea that the beneficiaries of our campaign are also integrally involved in our community change process. The difficulty comes due to the fact that many of these people in question are undocumented immigrants. Even when they have documentation, these people are often racially profiled and persecuted by ICE. The possibilities of being involved in such a campaign, even if it is to fight for your own rights, is potentially being detained by ICE, removed from your family, and possibly deported. Despite this understandable fear, many brave people have have spoken out about ICE conditions. A local organization called the Colorado People's Alliance, or COPA as we mentioned before, has created a comprehensive report of ICE anonymous reports. With their permission, we've been able to use some of these stories to bolster the need for our campaign. Anonymous storytelling can be a fantastic way in this situation to share empowerment with our beneficiaries, though the constraints of anonymity are a sad reality to what many immigrants face in this country. I'm so glad you're going to such lengths to empower the people who will benefit from your campaign. Now, Carly, I know you've been working hard on getting your message out there. What message are you using to help motivate and get your allies, targets, and get the community involved? Thanks, Macy. Yeah, I've been focusing on our targets to curate a message to gain their support as well as the community. The target, as Hannah mentioned, is the Aurora City Council as well as the Aurora Mayor, Mike Kaufman. The approach that we're taking to gain their support is a simple equation. Logic, also known as logos, and emotion, also known as pathos. 
Together, this creates an argument that will bridge the gap between statistics and factual data factual data that will appeal to logos, whereas the stories of individuals that are victims of the horrendous conditions within the Aurora ICE facilities will appeal to pathos. Together, icebreakers will present a challenging argument to the city council during their hearings that will not only grab the attention of those who hold the power to initiate initiate policy level change, but also be broadcasted to the community members as well as be recorded for those who cannot tune in. Michelle will touch more on the specific date details of the community events that icebreakers will organize later so remember to stay tuned if you want to get involved and help in our campaign for change overall the public needs to become more aware of the monstrosities that are taking place in order to progress and improvements to be made which will happen with our public events that icebreakers will organize and execute there is no action without advocacy this campaign is created in order to fuel and drive our targets to use their power to help create the change that needs to happen. Together, we can cultivate a clear message that draws attention and creates inspiration to pay attention to what is happening within the ICE attention centers. Let's break the ice. You have great ideas for creating a message that will grab attention. Michelle, how does your group plan to get the mayor, city council, and allies to hear your message? Thank you, Macy. Yes, we really are excited to present our vision for this campaign event to close the ICE detention facility. To get the targets and allies to hear our message, we would organize a community event near the ICE detention center. Since some members of our population may be vulnerable to ICE, we would request that the governor ban ICE operations in the area for that day to cover the duration of the event, as well as travel to and from the event. The event will also be held outdoors and follow COVID-19 guidelines and restrictions. Though this will attempt to minimize the risk associated with this population, we recognize that there will still be vulnerabilities among the population. These will be risks that will need to be assessed and addressed throughout the entirety of the event. The press would be invited to publicize and disseminate coverage of the event. To spread the word about the event and campaign, we would utilize emailing lists, newspaper articles, and flyers. The event will involve local CPAs or accountants who will volunteer their time to assist citizens taking advantage of the extended tax deadline to receive their stimulus checks, as well as a mobile vaccine vehicle, and a benefit concert provided by Bohemian Foundation. There will also be a booth available where participants can register to vote with the assistance of volunteers. This event will appeal to each of our allies in targeted ways. Target and active allied politicians will be interested in this event because the press will be available for them to show the public their involvement and gain publicity for re-election. Passive allied medical professionals will be able to get involved by volunteering their time to educate on COVID-19 precautions and answering vaccination questions, as well as providing vaccines to those who would like to receive one. Passive allied non-registered voters can have an opportunity to register to vote at the event so that they can start using their supportive views for our cause. We could even begin to reach neutral parties who would benefit from tax assistance, are interested in listening to the live music, or are emotionally moved by being in the direct presence of the facility to sway them to closer to allyship. Wow, what an amazing event to support the community. Sounds like you'll be showing up in full force. Yes, Macy, we will use the power of our active allied politicians to influence our targets. This will be accomplished by emailing or calling the congressional representatives to assist in providing medical care, vaccine, and PPE to refugees and asylum seekers. 
specifically those in the Aurora Detention Facility. We will also petition our allies to pressure our targets through use of our hashtag as a social media campaign. Additionally, we will demand that GEO Group employ more than one physician to care for 1,500 detainees, especially during a global pandemic. Obtain PPE, COVID testing, and vaccines within a two-week period. If not, we will inform the WHO organization regarding the medically and inhumane treatment of the volunteer or vulnerable immigrant population within the U.S. borders. If Governor Polis will not call ICE off in the area for the day of our event, then we will use a chain of volunteers and members to block off and protect participants and provide a sanctuary for immigrants interested in the event. All of these tactics will show the targets, Aurora Mayor Kaufman and the City Council, that the community supports and backs the safety of those detained at the ICE facility and that they must act to preserve public safety and uphold community values. To achieve all this, I'll assume you are going to need a lot of resources. Alexandria, you're in charge of resourcing for this group. What resources will you need to make this campaign successful? Thanks, Macy. To put on this event and lead the success of the campaign, we will need to build strong relationships. We want to build relationships with organizations that have similar goals and values like COPA, Doctors Without Borders, Casa de Paz, Denver Immigrant Immigrant Fund, and the Metro Denver Sanctuary Coalition. We hope to gain access and permission to use impactful personal narratives. We recognize that these stories may be difficult to obtain given the risks associated with disclosing information about members from this community. With that being said, we hope that our allied agencies will share anonymous stories and narratives that have been pre-approved for sharing publicly. We hope to spread these personal stories and information on Aurora Detention Center living conditions during COVID through news outlets, radio stations, podcasts, and social media platforms. We hope to gain community support and involvement from local sanctuary churches and our allies, both active and passive, to wield power and influence our targets. Aside from building relationships and sharing stories, we will also need people and supplies. We will need medical professionals and medical supplies to perform medical consultations and administer the vaccines. We also need volunteers and donors. The Bohemian Foundation has been our star donor, providing all of the, necessity, all of the necessities for the concert. We also need volunteers to inform attendees of voting rights at the voting registration booth and CPAs who can advise attendees on taxes. You all have thought of everything, although I'm sure there's always new surprises arising. For those that are wanting to try out a campaign like this in their own communities, how can you tell if the campaign is working? Well, since our long-term goal is to decrease the COVID infection rate by 5% in the Aurora Detention Center, we must evaluate the progress of our campaign through lower COVID cases. Unfortunately, the detention center has been apprehensive to share information on the current infection rate, so we are currently taking the appropriate measures to require the detention center to disclose this information. Once we have access to this information, we will we will assess infection rates before and after the campaign. To meet this long-term goal, we will also evaluate our pro- progress towards more short-term goals, like the distribution of hygiene, cleaning supplies, testing supplies, and isolation techniques and facilities. Also, because we want to encourage community-based participatory research, we would also ask folks in the detention center, staff, detainees, or anyone willing to share and report on living conditions 
in adherence to COVID guidelines in the facility. We will take a couple of approaches to evaluate our community outreach. We will review percentages of red receipts on the emails we send out. We'll also follow up with our allies to determine how engaged they are and the progress they've made towards contacting legislators to advocate for our mutual goals. We will also use the analytics feature on Twitter and Instagram to track our social media engagement. I really appreciate your insight on building this campaign. As social workers, you all have really built a campaign that furthers values and ethics by empowering clients, supporting self-determination of involvement or non-involvement by undocumented individuals, and advancing social justice through empowerment of marginalized communities. This campaign promotes the dignity and worth of people by campaigning for basic rights afforded to all humans and can also be linked to the Social Work Grand Challenge, Closing the Health Gap, through attempting to provide health care to a community that has been underserved and received inadequate health care due to discrimination. Lindsay, Hannah, Carly, Michelle, and Alexandria, thank you all for coming on the Icebreakers podcast today. If you would like references or more information on this movement, please see the podcast description.